Hi there, and welcome to Christian Radio. On this installment, Christian sits down with Sam McCaskill, a commercial real estate broker at TOK who focuses on land development. Sam played football at Boise State and in the NFL. Now, aside from hustling commercial real estate, he is creating content to help people in major life transitions. This episode is brought to you by the Modern Hotel and Bar, located in downtown Boise's Linen District. The Modern is a home away from home for locals and travelers who value stylish design, seasonal, locally sourced food and drink, a sociable atmosphere, and ridiculously comfortable beds. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you like the Christian Radio podcast, tell your friends and follow at Christian Heiner on social media to like and share. And when I'm at home, I tell my smart speaker to play K-R-I-S-J-A-N radio podcast. All right. Well, here we are, um, Sam and I. Um, I'd like to introduce everyone to my friend Sam McCaskill. We're sitting here in the TOK Commercial Office in downtown Boise. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me on. It's uh, it's fun to actually be on a podcast instead of just listening to them. <laughs> right. The Everybody says that. You know, I listen to a lot of podcasts, but I've never been on one. Yeah. It's uh, it's exactly what you'd think it would be. Exactly. Just conversation, hanging yeah, exactly. out, and talk, talking about talk, what we love. Talk into the mic. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's pretty simple. Yeah. So, so Sam. So tell everybody. Uh, maybe you know, introduce yourself. Tell us how you got to Boise, where you grew up, and you know how you found yourself here in commercial real estate. Yeah, so I mean, kind of my short little elevator pitch, if you will. I mean, I came over here from Eugene, Oregon, uh, born and raised there, and had an opportunity to come and play football here at the university. And at the Boise State University? Boise State University, the Excellent. blue. Yeah. yeah, so I came over here and uh, absolutely fell in love with the area, fell in love with the people, everybody that I got to be around. Um, I was fortunate to come in under Chris Peterson, uh, so he got to kind of show me the ropes of Boise in a place that he was super passionate about. So him kind of selling that whole whole view to me was was huge. Nice. Um, and so coming in, didn't know exactly what I wanted to study. So I uh, started in with uh, College of Business and Economics, uh, went through there, studied supply chain and operations management, and kind of got into some uh, startup stuff with the College of Innovation and Design, Cool, uh, which was starting up kind of... Yeah, that was, know, that was pretty it, new back it then. It was pretty yeah. new. Yeah, and so between the College of Innovation and Design, uh, the Venture College, uh, which is really just enhancing being able to start your own business while you're in college, sure. uh, which is huge. You get to be around incredibly, you know, entrepreneurial people yeah. uh, being through that. <clears throat> Dude, I wish I wish that thing had existed when I was in school. Cause, yeah. I mean, there's there's so much stuff. Like, and, and, and when you were a kid, you probably, and I, and I hear about kids have this all the time, where they come out of high school with, like, 80 college credits already and stuff like yeah. I was never stuff when I was a kid that they, they was available. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And they do, um, yeah, the Idaho entrepreneur challenge, which was, uh, an event that me and my group went through. Yeah. Uh, we had a kind of an innovative football equipment idea that we were running with at the cool. time, which was super fun because we went into, awesome. you know, IP law and we're meeting with like Holly Troxel yeah. and then we're going through like doing it, like meeting, really doing it. We're really doing nice. it. And you're out in the, you know, in this environment where, a lot of kids, you know, you'll go to the university that you go to yep. and you're just kind of, uh, you're kind of stuck in that university. And then totally. when you're done, a lot of people just kind of go back to where they're from. Yeah. And what, that was what, that. what do I do now? It's yeah. like, for us, we put so much time into what we were That's doing awesome. and meeting all these different people that we kind of got a chance to, to look at Boise from a 30,000 foot view and yeah. we're like, 
there's so much going on here. So it really gets you fired up about the whole area. Dude, that's so cool. Um, that's so, tell me, what, do you remember what your project was, your, your football equipment project? Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was basically um, aimed to reduce head trauma and being able to address it at uh, a really, really early stage. Yeah. And more than anything, you know, there's so much around innovative equipment right now that's almost almost making people feel like they're invincible because sure. you hand a kid this helmet that has so much padding and so much technology into it that you can run through a brick wall sure. and not feel anything. Well, then it, which is which is sort of the funny thing is then you tell them like don't hit with your head. Exactly. And so <laughs> and that was our point. It's like it's not this one huge hit that causes a concussion and brain trauma all yeah. the way down the road. It's these repetitive hits that you sure. keep getting and it's like I was a defensive lineman, so every day at practice, I'm banging heads with people, and totally. you know, that, no doubt that that probably is going to play play a role into my life at some point. Absolutely. But absolutely. For us, it was taking a step back and adding in technique through technology. So we were implementing technology that Optimus and high school kids were going to be able to so utilize, cool. and it's it's enhancing the technique to bring the head out of the game, which yeah. is the way that the game was intended. That's why kind of all the tackling and stuff it totally. goes into rugby and yep. teaching from rugby sure. because these you know these players don't have any any equipment on them and they're staying away from concussions right some of them do but that's what we were doing that's um cool. you know it's fun because we got to go through the whole you know startup of uh they train you really well on putting together a strong pitch yeah and getting right to the point and putting together your elevator pitch of telling about your business in just a, a quick 30 second segment and so being in front of these people, getting coached by these people, I mean, it's all business owners that are around yeah, the area. And so, so cool. being paired up with that, um, getting to do events uh, like Make-A-Wish Foundation and stuff, and cool. being able to be an athlete and you know communicate with local business owners and different stuff like that for donations, you know, it it naturally puts you into the environment and out in the, the community. So cool. And so I started realizing, I'm like, it would be a shame if I didn't live here sure. after I was done with college. Cultivate because, all these relationships, have all this knowledge yeah. now, like, and just go somewhere else or go home or whatever and start over. Yeah, and yeah, then you start over, and it's like, so So looking at um, your college time is really an investment to what you're going to be doing after. Sure. And I, that all didn't really click with me until, you know, probably sophomore, junior year. Yeah. And it started all kind of changing. That's when I got plugged in with the College of Innovation and yeah. Design and That's doing awesome. these different things. Totally. Um, so from that, you know, I had a good, successful uh, football career. I had some opportunities, and you know, you kind of well, you, you played you played in the league. Yeah, yeah. And so getting to it's do that, awesome. I mean, you get to see it from a completely different perspective because imagine, yeah. your whole life you're playing for the love of the game. Sure. College it starts changing because you get a scholarship, and that's you know that really sets you ahead pretty well because yeah. you're not coming out with student loans. You're actually probably if you if you conserve your money you can end up kind of making money sure, in college sure. and you can save it and you can put it towards different things. And so, you know, once you hit college, it kind of starts changing because you can understand how the organization is making money and mm -hmm. you're essentially making money. I mean, didn't have to pay for a book my whole time in yeah. college, didn't have to pay for a class, got stipend checks where it pays for your rent and your food, so you're getting food yeah. and gear and stuff, whatever. Yeah. But you get to the NFL and your coach isn't even necessarily your coach. It's your, they're almost your teammate. I mean, you're, the players are in some cases making more money, in most cases making more money totally. than the coach. Sure. And the coach could get cut just like the player can. Yeah. And so, you know, we had times where it was, it was, it's a really interesting deal because all the time through athletics, 
your coach is your your you know the, your, your mentor, director totally, everything totally. above you and you answer to everything that they say yeah in the nfl the front office is who you answer to it's not your coach oh, and crazy. so you almost bypass them and it's like well, the coach could absolutely love this player, but if the front office doesn't, they can fire him. Oh. And they're moving people around like chess pieces. Sure, it's crazy. Sure. And so for me, I mean, even though I got cut and, you know, there's certain feelings that you feel right at that time, yeah. you get a really unique perspective on how this whole thing works mm. and kind of getting a, a first taste of how the business world sure. works. Yeah, and that's, that's a pretty quick introduction to how the business works. It yeah. is. I yeah. mean, for me, that's, I mean, obviously – like having a job is, you know, as just like a sales guy for a company, which is what I did after college, way different than playing in the NFL. But I got a real taste of that, you know, pretty early on too, where I worked for a big company who pretty shortly after, like within a year, maybe a year and a half after I started working there, my big company that I worked for got bought by an even bigger company. Yeah. And they came in and laid all of us off. Yeah. Every single person from my old company, hundreds and hundreds of people, they put us all in a conference room in Phoenix, Arizona, and literally through a PowerPoint presentation, laid us all off. <laughs> That's crazy. And that was my first, you know, real intro to, oh shit, this is how, like, <laughs> this is how the big corporate world business works. And I made a decision right there. I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah. So I, ever since then, I've either owned my own small company or worked for other small companies because I, di I didn't want to be in that position again. Yeah. Because I just, I just felt so powerless. Yeah. And, it, and, and it's not even something directly that you did. It's just a, a quick power change. And yeah. it's, you know, I, I was listening to an interview. Um, you know what? It was maybe at the Boma Symposium. Yeah. Actually, Leanne was talking about, and she said that there was a, a big retailer that they got a new CEO and the CEO just said, I don't care when these stores open, yeah. I don't care how, you know, what metric was judged on before. Mm. This is the metric that we're going off of. And if they don't meet this, we're firing them. We're, sure. we're clearing them out, whatever, just right there. Yeah. And that's just a change overnight. Right. And so you think about with, you know, any role, whether it's football or working as an architect, I mean, totally. you can have this, this huge corporation and they just make a split decision and it kind of rattles through the ranks and mm -hmm. affects a bunch of different people. And that's yeah. <laughs> kind of life. Totally. And yeah. And, and it seemed, it became really apparent to me that, you know, not that, I mean, especially in a huge company, like the, you know, the group of people at the top, they can't be involved with or know every single person throughout the organization. I mean, when yeah. there's thousands of people, they just can't, but it just, it just, when I got laid off that day, dude, it just felt like they did not give a shit yeah. about me or about my family or anybody else's family. Like I was young, I was, you know, 20, whatever, five, six years old at this time. I knew I was going to be fine. It was kind of a bummer. Like yeah. it was kind of a shock, but I knew I would be fine. But there were people, there were dudes in that room who had, who had worked for this company their entire lives who were wow. 55 years old. Yeah. And I mean, they were like, what do I do now? Like, yeah. this is all I've ever done. This is all I've ever known. Like, what am I going to do? The grown men like crying. Yeah. Like it was it, like, it, it was traumatic, dude. Like it's you know seriously, I remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah. You know, what's crazy is that is, that is exactly how my experience went through in the cut room because yeah. you go through and you play four preseason games, which is super cool. I mean, you're playing in real NFL stadiums yeah. with real fans and sold out totally, crowds totally. and everything. You get to see the big show on the yep. big level. But then when it gets down to it, at the end of the fourth preseason game, they're, they're going in and they have to cut almost 50% of sure. the, the players in the entire league at yeah. that point. And so Oof. you're going in and I, I can remember it like it was yesterday. Cause me and my mom were driving around Minneapolis yeah. and I got the call from our, player operations guy and he's like hey mccaskill i gotta get your ipad back you know <laughs> damn it come and turn it in here's <laughs> yeah. you know come yep. and turn your stuff in and have your exit totally and you're in this room with all these guys who got the same exact call yeah. and for me it was great i'm like okay cut clean 
I have closure with, you know, what was my past goal. I know that, yep. you know, football is interesting because it's a sport that has a, a shelf life and, and a small shelf life sure, absolutely. where, you know, you have this little piece of your life that you can play football. And then when it's, when it's done, you got to have something that replaces that. Sure. And so I was good. I was like, okay, you know, I've been studying yeah. real estate. I'm, I'm fired up. About I gave this thing, I gave it hell, but you know, yeah, move, moving you on. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I would come home from practice. I would study the playbook and then I kind of do some research about commercial real estate and what's going yeah, on in the Boise that's, market. That's cool. Yeah. And so that was super fun for me because when I got done, it wasn't this deal of, Oh, what could have been? It's sure. Like, I got to see the game at the highest level. I'm done. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Let me save my body. I love to ski and hang out and do stuff. Dude, and that's so awesome. Yeah. Get back work. But you know, there's these other guys who everyone's relatively young, but some of these players have a family and they have mortgages they sure, committed to totally. and car payments that yeah. they committed and, and, to. And a lot of those guys, they probably wasn't their first time going through this. No, it wasn't. Yeah, they were, I mean, I mean I've, you know, I've seen hard knocks and stuff. Like it's dudes who have actually played for teams who end up on other teams and then get cut from that team. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. It's cutthroat and it's real life. I totally, mean, you, totally. get, you get moved around, like I said, like a chess piece. And it's it's crazy to see it, but you do feel feel really terrible for some of the guys who are going through it. And that was their yeah. path and that was their goal. And it's like, for me, it was great. It was closure. And yeah. Great to move that's on awesome. To the next point. Do you ever like in the back of your mind, are you hoping like what, maybe, maybe some team will call me. Like do you ever still think <laughs> yeah. about that? Like maybe, you know, they'll, 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 they'll call. Yeah. Well, I know that now they're not going to, when I got done, <laughs> I, I think I cut down a total of 50 pounds, like yeah. within the first couple of months oh, that I, I was done totally. playing. And so, they would call and I would show up to the tryout and they'd be like, this isn't the McCaskill that we saw. <laughs> You're not film. the dude that I saw on film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Turn, turn back around, son. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Go back. It's home. so funny, dude. How, I mean, I've known dudes who, you know, like, you know, Boise state and Oregon, other places where, where I, you know, have friends and know people that were offensive linemen. And it's like, dude, they dropped 50 to hundred pounds. Like the next week It's yeah. crazy how yeah. fast that happens. Yeah. I was with a couple of buddies that, uh, we were all skiing this weekend and, um, they all came back into town. They haven't been to Boise in a while. Yeah. And I think there were a group of four of us skiing together. In between us, we probably lost a total of 250 pounds right. since we stopped playing. Two of them were One offensive entire linemen. Dude. Yeah, sure. yeah, you lose an entire person That's off so of you. Funny. And it's really funny to see because you see them and you're like, you're just like a, a stripped-down version of what I remember you as. <laughs> a shell of what you used yeah, to be. Yeah, totally. sharing old pictures and stuff. It just right. doesn't look right. But, oh, um, no, it's 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 – it's great. That that whole transition was awesome. And actually, you know, going back, you have this time where you're you're finishing up your football playing career at the university mm-hmm. and then you also graduate. And then sure. you have this time where you figure out where you're going to train at cuz you have 3 to 4 months where yeah. you train before you go and sure. do your thing. Yeah, so it's not like scouts. you're just just relaxing over the summer like everybody no, else. No, no, yeah. you're training, you're eating, you're doing all this stuff. And for me, I was like, man, it doesn't make sense to me that I'm going to sit here, maybe have a chance at the NFL, but yeah. I'm going to train in the morning, sit at the hotel. Maybe you go and train in Florida, Yeah. sit in the hotel for five hours. And then like you go and do some stretching in the evening and that's it. Yeah. Like I want to be able to maximize my time because I don't know if I'm, you know, the NFL is going to right. give me my if this is really going to work out. Yeah. So I came back here and I trained at the university and then I actually got a uh, kind of an internship role with university advancement oh, at cool. Boise yeah. State. And so they work with major gift giving and everything. Nice. And yeah, so yeah. while I was there, you know, they were working on some of the buildings that are just now getting finished. Sure. And so we were That's reaching awesome. out and doing some fundraising and stuff. And it's crazy because you think, oh, it's this small university and we're just getting funding from, you know, some of the people kind of around this area. Yeah. But 
where we're getting some of these donations from were people in New York and Dallas and you know all these different places yeah. where they don't even necessarily have a true tie to the university. They just love the blueprint and what Boise State's about. It's really? this young, young university that's entrepreneurial. It's it's hungry to do different things, and it's so young that they have a chance to kind of have a say of where this university is headed. And That's so cool. I had, I had then, no idea. Yeah. yeah, and part of it is kind of being a salesperson on Boise and the whole area of sure. what's going on here. Yeah. It's the connectivity with uh, the downtown core and kind of the surrounding yeah. suburbs and what's going on, the, the foothills right there, sure. the river going through campus. I mean, it has everything that a successful university in a thriving area yeah. is going to want to have. Dude, that gave me goosebumps. You talk about that, man. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I'm a proud alumni of Boise State as well. But the fact that there are people in, you know, these big crazy cities, you know, Dallas, New York, that not only know about Boise State, but are like supportive of Boise State. That is so cool. Yeah. That's no, so it's, cool. it's really cool to think about too. And then, I mean, you could go through, you could go through the airport. Yeah. All around the, you know, all totally. around the United States and you wear a Boise State shirt someone will go, oh, yeah, that crazy blue turf. Yeah, well, go, yeah, dude, seriously. Yeah. Any airport I'm in, if I'm wearing, like, a BSU hat or whatever, I'll hear, like, go Broncos or yeah. something, like, from across the concourse or whatever, totally. Yeah, and it, and it puts our whole area on the map yeah. where it's an identification of what's going on, and then they start tying, oh, Boise, that's the place with the blue turf, but it's also, you know, the top five places to live in right yeah. now. Oh, yeah. it's the, you know. And wait, is it in the Midwest? What's no, going it's not. On. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> oh, it's the potato thing and all this totally. stuff. and everything that you can talk about and that's why i love boise and now that i'm realizing why i really came to this area yeah. because it's a place that you can really fall in love with totally. and it's it's multifaceted there's so many different things that you can love about it Absolutely. whether you love the outdoor recreation whether you love the sports whether you love you know the agriculture there's totally. so much the, to the yeah the, the business climate i mean there's so much good stuff happening in yeah. Boise for sure. Yeah. Well, and, and, and what a cool opportunity for you then. Cause I mean, working on commercial real estate and studying that, you know, as you, you know, we're finishing college and in the league a little bit, like, and then to fall into being here at TOK, man. So tell me about yeah. that. How did you, of all, you know, of all the shops, you know, the, the commercial real estate shops in town, why, 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 and how did you end up at TOK? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, through that time with university advancement, it got me fired up because a lot of the people that I was dealing with locally yeah. were developers sure. and understanding their background and what is development. You yeah. Know? You go through school and Boise State doesn't have a program that's development 101. You kind of have to do that as a master's study at sure. Denver or Georgetown or something yeah. like that. And so being pretty green in that topic, me dealing with the development on the university, I was like, man, this is pretty cool. Like, I, I need to get around people who are doing that out in the community. And mm -hmm. so I started reaching out to uh, some different people within the connections of the student athlete network sure, and stuff sure. like that. Um, and I got paired, paired up with uh, Jay White, who is a, a broker at Colliers mm -hmm. and Industrial, and now he's with uh, White Leisure Development. Yep. So seeing him and talking with him, he has a Stanford background yep. where he played football there. Yep. Um, so we had a good connection and kind of talk about the industry as a whole and really gave me a good conceptual understanding of what it all entails. Nice. Um, from there, he would kind of basically pass on three people who were close to him in the industry and I would go and meet with them mm -hmm. and then they would, you know, it's that whole, you know, pyramid yeah. of going out and meeting. Well, well and here in Boise, it's, you know, one and a half to two degrees of separation to anybody. Yeah, yeah. Which and then is so a blessing there, and a curse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so uh, from there, before I even got my opportunity in Minnesota, I was meeting with all these people nice. and talking about, awesome. you know, my aspirations and how I love the area yeah. and what I see myself playing into. Cool. And uh, I ended up meeting Peter Oliver and just, you know, a very, very 
respectful guy. One uh, of the nicest human beings you could ever meet in your life. Yeah, and it's, it's funny because you can go around Boise and you can say, oh, I work at Thornton Oliver Keller. Yeah. Um, and they go, oh, I know Peter Oliver. Totally. Great guy. I served on the board with him for at, at this. One of a hundred different things. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of the, you know, everybody in Boise could probably say the same thing. Absolutely. Oh, I know Peter. Totally, totally. And it's an opportunity that you can get to be around so many different people and so many different yeah, um, aspects awesome. of it, working on different boards. And so now I serve on two different boards that, you nice. know, it's really fun being young and getting to understand all this nonprofit work. Which, what, what, what boards are you on? Uh, so I work on the Children's Home Society. Cool. And then I'm also on the uh, Varsity B board, which nice. is yep. with the university and its former student athletes. Cool. And, um, helping with that transition, which is really interesting, kind of one of my passions is, Understanding how people transition from one point in their life to the next. Sure. The athlete transition is super enticing to me because it's something that I went through pretty yep. recently. But it could be anything. It could be high school to college. It could be college as just a, a regular student going yeah. into your job. Or it could be job to job and you sure, know, sure. changing what you work on. So that's super interesting. But you know, back to the point of getting to TOK, I, I had an opportunity to get in front of Peter early, and mm -hmm. he really sold me on what TOK is about and the nice. teamwork and everything. Everything that really applied to me in my athletic background and everything that I knew. Also, the opportunity to um, have the mentorship. Yeah. Um, when I got in and got my full opportunity once I was done playing football, mm -hmm. it was Michael Valentine, who's our managing partner, and he was my mentor, and he... Nice. Kind of gave me the opportunity. He's like, "Hey, I want to, you know, steer you through brokerage and help you understand." Cool. I mean, this is a guy who's done every every sort of deal mm -hmm. um, from a land bunch of them. to yeah. leases to totally. investment sales and different stuff. So I saw that as an opportunity. I get to be around an incredible group of people and get to lean on them for all my questions that yeah, I have. That's awesome. And then I also get to be steered by the guy that. Also, you go out and you say, oh, my mentor is Michael Ballantyne. Yeah. Oh, I know Michael Ballantyne. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's just a super charismatic guy. Totally. And when it's time to get down to business, he gets down to business and he does business exactly the way that I want to. It's, awesome. you know, looking out for the client first and it's going through and understanding all the related parts because brokerage is, you know, so vast and totally. what you have to deal with. I mean especially with me working heavily in land development. Yeah. It's like you got to know the right contractors, the right surveyors, the right, you know, people in each Absolutely. municipality. Yep. And so really when I got started at TOK, instead of just trying to dive in and try and get into every deal possible, Michael really made a point of, you know, you need to get these relationships with the supporting contractors that you need to make sure, sure a deal goes through efficiently. Right. So you know, for the first nine months, I was really being mentored and cooperating in deals, but, you know, not leading the deals sure. and stuff like that. So it gave me a lot of time to, you know, still provide me with a small pay where it was like a safety net that I could sure. still eat and live. Right. But, you know, you got to you got to see the, the grand picture that brokerage isn't a deal where it's a overnight success. Totally. It's, you know, you got to put in your time. They, a lot of brokers will tell you it takes five years sure. just to really, really get comfortable and know exactly what you're doing. Oh, I bet. And yeah. so I think that by coming to TOK and being mentored by people like Mike Ballantyne and Al Marino and mm -hmm. some of the guys who have really, really helped me out a lot, yeah. you know, it shortened that curve getting started into it, which I think is huge. If you can get into a role in any profession that you do and you can have senior mentorship, totally. it's going to 
lend you a helping hand and Absolutely. provide you with the time to do it. Absolutely. That's huge. Yeah, for sure. So last time we talked, you were talking about, <laughs> um, you know, we, we, you know as, as we tend to do, you know, we're talking about marketing, some other stuff. And, you know, we were kind of kicking some ideas back and forth about like, you know, some new like marketing stuff that you could, that you're working on that you're doing. Yeah. What, how, how's that going? What are you, what are you working yeah, on? Yeah, it's good. It's, um, it's, it's like starting something completely from scratch. It's, you know, you think that, you know, by growing up and being a quote millennial, yeah. it's like, oh, you should know the ins and outs of social media marketing <laughs> right. and everything that goes into it. It's funny how everybody thinks that, but that's not actually the case. It's tough. <laughs> it's like, it's really, really deep stuff. And yeah. being able to, um, you know, provide the right information and have a way of marketing, you know, I don't have a strong marketing background. Mm -hmm. And so for me, starting out into it, it's like walking before I run for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, but really my goal in it and the way that I see social media is it's such a it's such a great platform when used correctly. Absolutely. You know, it it allows you the opportunity to connect with people really, really efficiently. You can share, you know, your common interests, mm -hmm. what you're working on totally. and see how that can connect with other people. And you can use these different avenues to be able to get attention into kind of what you're focused on yeah. and I think we kind of touched on it a little bit I think when right when I started into commercial real estate I didn't really tell a ton of people that I was doing commercial real yeah. estate and um I had people who were close mentors of mine people who I knew yeah I mean, tell, tell, tell that story tell that story yeah and yeah. I and I had a guy I'd been probably working in the industry for six months so you know I definitely have the the power behind me and the people at TOK mm -hmm. that I have the connection. I can team up with the people who really have the knowledge at TOK yeah. to be able to help all these people that I know. Yeah. And um, I was talking to a guy and I'm like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm doing commercial real estate sales has been really good. I'm, uh, you know, six months in and the guy's like, oh man, you should have told me I just bought a building. Yeah. Like, last week and I use a guy that I had never worked with before I didn't know because I didn't know anyone in the Ugh, industry. Yeah. And he was like, man, if I knew I would have used you. If I only you. knew. Yeah. yeah. And I was angry at him. I was like, man, why did you use me? But at the yeah. same time I was more angry you at can't myself. can't blame him. Because, he, did, he didn't know. Yeah. yeah. I, didn't, I didn't let him know that I was doing it. Yeah. And so I think if you make people aware, especially in an industry like real estate where it can apply to so many different people. Totally. Um, people need to know what you're doing and the value that you can provide to them because it's like looking at people who do residential. Yeah. I mean, agent number one is not the same as agent number two. Not even and close. you need to know the quality of service that you should be able to, you know, be exposed to. Absolutely. And if you only just know just because you've heard that they do real estate, well, you might be losing out on a huge opportunity that that's there with the other ones. So Absolutely. I think that being able to show people what you do and being able to connect different people. I mean, I work heavily with a bunch of different contractors. And so mm. being able to show who's doing the projects, also promoting the business that's going into it. You know, Absolutely. we had a, a really cool early, um, you know, school development that uh, went out in Meridian. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, my idea with what I can be doing with real estate, it's not just showing what what my skill set is and my experiences, but it's also driving people to this business where people who are following me and know me, that could be beneficial Absolutely. to them because they're like, oh, For I've been sure. trying to find a, a daycare that also teaches my kids, you know, the basics, getting them ready for yeah. early school development. 
and getting them there. Oh, also it was, um, you know, this architect firm that did a really good job. Check out the design and the mm-hmm. planners in the front, you Absolutely. know, talking about the project. At Stackout Group, I mean, that that's somewhere where we've had a ton of success is, you know, we design landscapes, you know, for, you know, banks and schools. And, you know, we have a bunch of projects at Boise State right now, which for me is super exciting. Um, but especially like on the, you know, on the retail restaurant side of things, you know, when we, when we get done with the project, like we pr- try to, I mean, obviously we're promoting our work, but we're promoting that business as much as we are ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we've had so many clients that keep coming back to us when they do a new bank branch or do a new, you know, restaurant or whatever, because they know that we are going, that, that, of course, we're going to do them a good job on the landscape side, yeah. but we're going to help promote their business as well. Yeah. And, and, to, and to use social media to do, to do that is free. It takes a little bit of time and understanding of it. And, yeah. and, it, and it's crazy how, how few people actually, you know, are using it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it, it's really interesting because you, you want to look at the picture that you're being informational and not, um, and not boasting success. Totally, you know, you're totally. not talking about, oh, I closed this deal and check out the exactly. total amount on the deal. It's like, right. That stuff doesn't even need to be said. No. It's it's promoting the people around it. Absolutely. It's promoting what's going on. And then it's also showing your experience and your activity in the market because I think that another Absolutely. thing that the different platforms can do, uh, it, it really gives you the opportunity to dissect. Um, you know, we talked about it's different, um, you know, it's different results or different, um, I'm losing the word. I and, I, and, I'm no, and I'm no help. I'm just <laughs> yeah. staring no, at you. <laughs> no, it's just different different statistics that, yeah. are, that are coming out sure. and being able to break those down because yes. me looking at it as a commercial real estate expert, oh, that that statistic really makes sense to me. Yeah. But and trans- I totally get why it's really applicable. Yeah. But someone like me who, you know, I'm around commercial real estate, I'm not in it. Yeah. You know, and I look at some of that stuff and I'm like, cool numbers, but I don't. I don't know what a lot yeah. of it means. And, I don't know what that relates to. Totally. And there's, and, and, and if I took the time to, you know, better understand it, or if there was someone who, you know, like you would, could explain it to me, there's probably a lot of stuff in that that would be actually be really helpful. Yeah. But I've worked on so many other things. And so I just, I, I get those emails and I'm like, cool, right on. Things, things look like they're good and, you and I move on. Yeah. And then in a, working in an area that everybody is so focused on growth, you can go yeah. through the IBR, the Idaho Statesman, Boise Dev, everything's talking about what's coming near you. Oh, this project might get approved. And Mm -hmm. it's people getting letters in the mail that you have a a neighborhood meeting on this project coming close to you. And it's, you know, it's, it's really, really important for people to be informed of what's going on and why it's going on. Because I think that the um, general conception of what development is it's these billionaires coming in and doing this project and making a ton of money mm-hmm. and just having a blank canvas and doing whatever they want on right. it where there are severe regulations that they have oh, to totally. fall under yeah. the code the process of getting it through mm-hmm. and understanding what yeah. needs to be done i mean there's code that's set in place for what needs to go. There's yeah. zoning code of Absolutely. what allows. So it's not And the city like, of Boise has done, in my opinion, a very good job of, oh, yeah. of that. A lot, a lot of cities, I mean, we work all over the country. There's a lot of cities that are really bad at it, yeah. that are awful about it. The city of Boise is very, very good with that. I mean, yeah. I mean, with, with their standards, I mean, I mean, it's, it's very well known what you can and can't do where and what, and, and they, and they, for the most part, stick to it. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can apply for variances and other stuff. And if you can justify why, whatever, you know, they'll, they'll open to having the conversation, but, but man, they're, they're good. They're yeah. super good. And they're, and they're so easy to work with. Yeah. And that's kind of been the city of Boise thing for a long time. is just being easy to do stuff. And they've done a, such a good job at that. Yeah. And I, I love, I mean, and that's kind of the, the tale of all the municipalities right now, because 
where people who live in Boise, they're really, really concerned of the projects that are going on in Boise and what's happening yep. immediately right here close to the downtown core. Yeah. Caldwell's going through the same thing. Totally. Tampa's going through the same thing. CUNA, Eagle, Star, mm-hmm. Meridian, more maybe more than anybody. So you do the, there are big things coming to the city of Meridian for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, and it's crazy because I think people really, really need, before they speak out, and there's so much nimbyism going on. Oh, dude, yeah. And for people who are listening, that's not in my backyard. <laughs> um, rampant, rampant. <laughs> and it's... Uh, and it comes out in flocks when someone hears, oh, this new apartment complex is looking to come in. Yeah. And people are just like, no way that's going to screw up my, you know, my, <laughs> my property taxes or whatever. Everything yeah. that goes. Yeah. But we need all that development for what's going on right now because Absolutely. people are coming here regardless. And there's mm-hmm. nothing that we can do to stall that. We're nope. not going to build a wall to keep people out of the Boise Valley. No. I mean, that's not going to happen. And so for people to really understand what happens is, you know, I work a lot in land development. So that's working with large residential developments, sure. it's multifamily developments. It's commercial that people are buying land, building their, you know, dream facility because it doesn't exist because vacancies are so low. Totally, yeah. And I think that that's one of the reasons I had so much fun at BOMA this year is because the panel was so diverse in what they were talking about. You had agents who deal specifically with the buyers and sellers in this area, tenants, landlords. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also have the developers who have built this whole area. It's yeah. Tommy Aquas, David Turnbull, Clay Carley, yeah. Scott Shaner. You know, those, those are the dudes, man. Yeah. yeah. Neil Nelson. And it's yeah. these people who have the inside scoop of everything that's going on Absolutely. because you read and you can, you can do so much and just reading the Statesman every day, but look into the code, look into everything that's going on with the comprehensive plan. Mm-hmm. I was fortunate of last year to be able to, um, be on a group that was the city of Meridian steering committee for oh, cool. the new comprehensive oh, that's plan awesome, yeah. that came out. So I'm sitting here and we have, you know, it's David Turnbull who's in there. It's developers, it's yep. ACHD, it's ITD. Um, you know, it's the different municipalities and how they work with the infrastructure sure. and why, what goes into the comprehensive plan. So yeah. people need to know this isn't just throwing a bunch of stuff at the wall totally. and hoping that it sticks. And it's like, this is kind of our chance to build out this whole area. How are we going to do it? No, the municipalities are really, really thoughtful in the process of how this happens. And they're taking in projects that can really enhance this area. And that's kind of my goal and why my whole passion is behind commercial real estate and what's going on because I love vibrant communities and places that absolutely are thriving. You can go there. People are enjoying their time there. It's bringing people together on a common theme. It's enhancing what's going on around it. Um, That's what's really fun for me to see. And when I see projects getting, um, getting denied because people just say, I don't want it. Yeah. It's really sad to see because it's going to, I think one of the panelists at Boma even maybe it was Clay Carley, he said, the thing that's going to hurt this area and community the most, more than growth, is trying to halt growth. Yes. Because then you're going to hold back all the infrastructure and it's going to make it harder to live here. Mm-hmm. People are going to come here regardless. And if they can't find a home, well, anybody knows supply and demand. Yeah. And if there isn't any, people what, are what still going to buy it. And it's just going yeah. to raise the price. And Absolutely. it's going to price people out even more. Yeah. And if you do want to live here and can't, get into the market you have to rent but there's no vacancies in, in no, apartments no. as soon as they build them they they fill up yeah because they're people damn live near filled so up bad. before they're built yeah yeah and so i think for people to understand the 
the total picture of what's going yeah. on is huge. Yeah. Um, so so I'm I'm super glad that you like the new the new Bulma format this year. Yeah. That's that's the thing that we had talked about for gosh, probably two years, kind of retooling that thing. Um, you know, make it the way, the way, the way the format is now, it resembles a lot more what the Boma international meetings are like. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad to hear the, that you enjoyed that. Oh yeah. It was way, it was, way better than just the, the talking head. You know, everybody comes up and does their spiel one yeah, at a time. Yeah. Cool. And I'm for, for professionals in the industry, I think a lot of the stuff that we heard on those panels are things that we hear all the time, sure. but to have it structured and being able to hear the, the conversation, I mean, it's, from the developing group, um, you know, they're all people with a ton of active projects going on totally. right now. Yeah. And they're, in a sense, they're preaching to the choir because everyone there is, you know, they understand what's mm -hmm. going on here. Yeah, we're all in the industry of, exactly. of making projects happen. Yeah, But the um, but some of the follow-up articles I thought were really good yeah. just to kind of touch on some of the points that were talked about there. And mm -hmm. I think for people to instead be, you know, angry of what's going on here, I mean, be proud that you have such a beautiful place that totally. a lot of people want to move to and they want to help create and keep going. What's what makes this place so, yeah. so enticing yeah. to live at. Well, and, and to that point, I mean, it's so nice that, you know, like we talked about the, the city of Boise and Ada County and, you know, all the cities around us have done a really good job of, 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 I don't know if managing that growth is, is, is right, but, but kind of planning for it infrastructure wise. Yeah. And sure. There's some stuff that, you know, could probably be better or whatever, but for the most part, man, the way things are going is real good. Yeah. Like I'm so happy. Like, I mean, just like you, I've been to a lot of cities where you can tell that there was no planning or thought in anything. <laughs> yeah. It's the crazy sprawliest, you know, hard to get around, you know, city ever. Yeah. And I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of cities like that out there and Boise isn't one of those. Yep. I agree. And I think that, you know, there's always going to be something to complain about, but sure. when you look at it and you really understand how many agencies are trying to work to make this place better, mm -hmm. I mean, sure, you can be angry that there's traffic on State Street or right, whatever, but right. they're trying to do things to make that better. Totally. And, 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 with, transit, and none of that stuff happens overnight. No way. No. No way. It's expensive. It takes money. And it takes mm -hmm. The impact fees from development dollars that are coming totally. here to be able to fund all that, and mm -hmm. without that, I mean, you can't just expect it to all come for free. Roads no. are expensive. Yeah, roads are expensive. Yeah, just just maintaining the roads we have is expensive. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, you bet. Yeah. So, yeah, all that's super interesting to me. I love working with the municipalities, and they're they're an open book. Yeah, if you go totally. in there and you have questions about the code. They'll pull it up for you and give mm -hmm. you the time of day and say, oh, this is why that's this way. And totally, this is totally. why it plugs in. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's fun to be in an area that really cares about all Absolutely. that. Absolutely. So so what do you have anything cool that you're working on right now you want to talk about? Like any cool projects that are, you know, coming out of the ground or anything, <laughs> or anything super fun? Well, you know, it's that's always interesting because in development, it's always been, um, you know, kind of hush hush totally. on projects because you don't want something to come out so prematurely Absolutely. that it hurts the development. Absolutely. People go out and speak out about it because they heard about it when it wasn't necessarily going to be heard about. Totally. Um, so a lot of that stuff, it's tough to talk about until yeah. it passes through council, right. ground breaks. Oh, I'm, I'm familiar, man. We've, we've got a ton yeah. of stuff we're working on the same thing that stuff I would like stuff that's going to be so cool that I would love to talk about, but I can't, Yeah. you know, I can't get. Yeah. But I think to that point, I think it's, uh, pretty interesting what BVA has been able to do in our area just Dude. recently with um, being in able a crazy to bring, short amount of time in a crazy short amount of time. I mean, you drive down I-84 and you go, you could be from out of town just passing through and you go, yeah. that's a brand new building. That's the same sign that was down at 10 mile. Wow. Yep. There's a lot going on and that's all BVA and it yeah. starts, 
you start thinking about, but looking into them as social media and talking about branding. Yeah. I mean, developers have always really been quiet about the projects that they're working on. They've been quiet about who they are. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. I mean, Completely. developers are so hard to Fly even under the radar. Totally. I mean, and, yeah. and it's so on purpose. Yeah. Yeah, but then you get BVA coming in. The exact opposite. The the exact opposite. They're bringing a ton of light to the area and kind yep. of in touching on what we were talking about that I want to be doing with my development projects and yeah. stuff is talking about why this enhances the area totally. and talking about the whole, the story behind the story of mm -hmm. these projects. Yeah. And you have them... Um, out there talking about uh, the different projects at Eagle View Landing yep. and showing the grand view and saying, look at what this beautiful development is gonna provide. It's gonna provide huge tenants with businesses that are coming in here. They're gonna mm -hmm. um, provide employment opportunities yep. that are gonna be higher wages than what we've experienced before. Totally. Oh, look at the new restaurants that is bringing in. Oh, and the potential top golf that's gonna come in. And yeah. look at this whole entertainment area. Yeah. And it's, it's talking about projects that get people fired up about the place that they live and really at the end of the day it's just people being passionate about what Abs they do absolutely. and absolutely. you can tell that bva is very yeah. very passionate about what totally. they do and they believe in each municipality it's a reason why they have the project at highway 16 10 mile eagle view downtown Barber boise, State, downtown totally, boise totally. caldwell now yeah. and you know they're they're really, really invested, and they do a ton for the community as well. Mm -hmm, they also run a great podcast yeah, too, and they they, they have really, really interesting guests. Yeah, I mean, they're doing. Who would, yeah, who would ever thought a, a development company doing a podcast like? And, yeah. and they don't even really talk about development on there. No, they're talking about everything but that. No, I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's they're cool, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they've done a really good job. Yeah. But the the whole environment here, uh, working with different developers yeah. and understanding, um, you know. We always talk about in real estate, people, especially in commercials, a lot of it's dealt with numbers. Sure. You know, does the project make sense? Does it pencil? Yep. You know, does the cap rate make sense for me on a return? Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of people who the reason that they're coming to Boise, yeah, they can get a better return than what they're getting in California sure, and sure. Washington, but they believe in this area. Absolutely. And so when I get a client that's calling in and they're like, hey, I saw your land broker. I saw your name on some pieces of land. You know, this is what I'm kind of looking for. Tell me about this area. Yeah. Now, me being able to dive in and talk with the municipalities and understand their vision on, you know, each submarket. Totally. That's all stuff that I get to talk about. And I'm extremely passionate about what's going on in this area because I believe in what's going on. I believe in the people that are behind pushing it to, yeah. um, you know, maintain the what made Boise so special is maintaining yeah. that and keeping Boise the special area that it is. And when I say Boise, I'm talking about kind of the yeah. whole valley in general. The, the greater Boise area. Yeah, totally. and it's an opportunity to really create this place that's so vibrant yeah. that um, people talk about in a highlight where it's not like, oh, that's that city that was great and, you know, they, they <laughs> And they ruined it. it. Yeah, they steered it in the wrong direction. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I would be devastated if that happened. Totally, totally. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, same thing for us, man. At Stockard Group is, I mean, we're super lucky that we have people, you know, from out of the area call us all the time, looking to do stuff, and like, yeah, you know, we we don't want to, you know, to do this project like everything else, and like, yeah, yeah. that's where we live. Yeah, that's you, you've called the right place, man. Let's yeah. help make this a really cool place. Yeah, not just a project that you can get done and sell and make a profit and go back to Atlanta or whatever. Yeah, and the whole the whole place is kind of like what we started with with Boise State and this very very totally unique personality is. You know, it's an opportunity for an area that is really young 
to be able to do something different than Salt Lake did totally. it and Scottsdale did it or Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I really see the downtown and the university is really the epicenter of the entire growth that's going on across Without the valley a doubt. because Without a doubt. people want to come here and they want entertainment. They want, you know, um, a cool downtown that they can get to whenever they want to. They want to be able to go out in the foothills and hunt, hike, totally. fish, golf, you know, yeah. whatever it be is. Be at Bogus like, Basin in less than an hour. Oh, you know? yeah. yeah. When I, yeah, when I talk to people about why I love this area, it's like I can go and hike on the trails with my dog right out my back door. I can get up to Bogus Basin for night skiing right after I worked a full day and be up there in 30 minutes. I can walk over to the river at lunchtime and I can go fish. I can walk over and go watch a football game. It's Mm -hmm. like everything's here that I love. Absolutely. And it makes everything just so easy. You know what I'm super fired uh, fired up about right now is Boise State baseball. Yeah. They they do. They play University of Texas tonight. Isn't that crazy? That's awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah, It's so cool. And it's – I. you know, working with the current student athletes and then what I do with my with the group of former student yeah. athletes that we are kind of, you know, we're kind of starting this thing from ground up. And sure. it's kind of, you know, helping what the Bronco Life Program and that's I love what they're doing because they're taking student athletes and introducing them into the workforce before it's too late when they get done graduating. They're sure. like, they have that oh shit moment. What do I? Yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. I'm out here. I have my degree. What am I doing? So right. come hire me. And right. It's, that's not how it happens. So unfortunately, we're forming no. these relationships. But to go back to that point, I've gotten to talk with a lot of the baseball players, and they're cool. these guys who came in a year, two years ago, transferred from another, whether it's a JUCO or another yep. university, and they're like. You know, I'm not really playing a ton here. I'd rather be the start of something really special and coming over here. Which is so cool. Yeah, so they're they're Ugh, believing so cool. in in the whole vision. And to think of that campus and to have right across from the new Broadway Albertsons is to have a really cool baseball stadium that's gonna so have cool. yeah. blue turf in a you know baseball field. It's is the, so the, the field the, the baseball field's gonna be blue? That's what the rumor is. Yes. I mean yeah. that's it my I, I sure would hope so. Yeah, it would it would oh, only be so right. Cool. Yeah. yeah. The um, but that whole I mean that creates so many opportunities I mean that's that's concerts in the summer oh, totally, that's bringing totally, people together I mean totally baseball is such a unique sport because you can do so many extracurricular activities right Absolutely. around while the game's going on because totally. there's so much lag time yeah and I think that that's a huge opportunity for Boise State oh dude that I'm so fired up I mean I haven't really followed because you know I've heard all the you know the rumors about the baseball stadium coming and going and whatever. And I've I've honestly stopped kind of thinking about it or paying attention to it yeah. for a while. Um, but just just the the idea of having a really cool brand new baseball stadium on campus, dude, would be insane. Yeah. Or you know right there adjacent to campus <laughs> would just be insanely cool. Yeah, and just everything that's kind of building up around totally. campus. You know, for so long it was kind of that commuter, JUCO transferring mm-hmm. into a true university, totally. and there's serious work being put in place yeah. to you know to help go vertical with the university and create a walkability yeah. within the university so cool. when i was you know when i was in school i was living all the way down broadway in a residential neighborhood sure i'm not sure our neighbors really appreciated a bunch <laughs> of college kids you know having 10 cars out in totally, front of the totally. road. And so being able to get that more centrally located to campus mm-hmm. i know that that's a big push yeah. too well i mean same same way when i was in school at boise state i mean where so many of like the campus housing and stuff is now, those were old like party houses, like yeah. dilapidated, like hilarious old houses. Yeah, and that's all gone. Like that, that's that campus is, I mean, almost 180 degrees difference from what it was when I started there in 1997. Yeah, like it's so different. Yeah, and I'm really curious to see what's going to happen, um, because you saw the project over on Boise Ave where Big Judd's is. Yep. 
that got denied. Yep. And, you know, that's, I get it that there's people that are angry at being displaced from what's seen as workforce housing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's people up on the ridge that they have really beautiful views and they're wanting to preserve that. Totally. But at the same time, by them denying that, it's just keeping kids like we talked about really deep into these residential neighborhoods yes. where it's not good for the traffic. It's not good for the, the families that are living in those areas. Totally, yeah, it's and not so good. Yeah, absolutely. It's where not good, you it's see not good it as this, you know, big development going up, it's like that's keeping kids centrally located. Absolutely. That's building to what's bringing I mean, that's really keeping to, them to not in my backyard, literally. Exactly. Yeah. Put them close to campus. Where they, where they belong. A, yeah, absolutely. create a more vibrant campus absolutely. where it is students living close mm-hmm. by. and. Yeah, dude, I was so speaking of the baseball team, I was flipping through the roster today. Yeah, dude, it was like looking at a football roster. Those kids are huge. Like I would say, like average size of those kids is like two twenty, like five, like <laughs> yeah. like like six six. Yeah, I was blown away by how monstrous all those kids are. Yeah, That's, it was it was great. I mean, they're getting they have some serious talent. Yeah, I'm excited to see what happens, dude. With, with Texas, too, I'm gonna but... I'm gonna watch that game tonight. <laughs> six six o'clock tonight, man. I'm totally watching yeah. that game. No, it's gonna be cool. There's a there's so many of our athletic programs that are doing really well because yeah. for for a time it was kind of football that pioneered the way totally. and then you know we had a really really competitive wrestling team yes. gymnastics team softball soccer mm-hmm. basketball everything together and now you see all these other sports that are really really benefiting from mm-hmm what was started as a small university totally. now competing against these big teams absolutely i am bummed that the wrestling went away though me too i um and there's so many great alumni totally. who were phenomenal wrestlers yeah. and have so much passion for the university. Yeah. I really, really hope that they can find a way to be able to incorporate wrestling back into it. Is that is that a, a potential thing that could? I mean, I would sort of assume that at some point, you know, it might make sense to bring that. Yeah, back. Cool. and it, and it's all a numbers thing because sure. it, it has to line up as um, the same amount of men's sports as it does women's totally. sports, yep. and so. For them to get baseball, they had to drop wrestling because yep. they had to keep the numbers even. Now, exactly. once they add another women's sport, then they'll be good and they can add cool. wrestling. And, and part of it, you know, it's, there's so much that goes behind funding and oh, for you know, sure. what's for making sure. sense and how the conferences align up. Because totally. which, which I'm sure has as mu- about as much to do with it as anything else. Oh, yeah. And yeah. there's so much into it that I don't know. I'm probably oh, dude, I don't even almost try speaking to... out of turn just talking about <laughs> right, that. But right. it's, you know, I know that there's so much that goes into it. And they... I know that it's not like people were wanting to get wrestling gone. It's no, it's something for sure. that just yeah. kind of ended up. Kind of, kind of had to happen when it did. I guess yeah. it made the most sense at the time. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, it's a bummer because the wrestling team was really good. When yeah, I was there. does Kirk White does he come to um, any any of your stuff? He was a dude. He was. Like he, he was there when I was there and he, I mean, he was full, like all American. Like he was, really? dude, he was insane. Yeah. No. And we're like, I think that, um, you know, one of the things that we're really pushing to do with our, uh, former student athlete yeah. outreach is to be able to bring a lot of those people back who have been cool. so disconnected from the university for cool. some time. As far as I know, he's in CI. He, he, he was from Tacoma. I mean, he, we were kind of buddies in, in, when we were in school and you know, had a bunch of classes together yeah. and hung out a little bit. And, and he was from the Tacoma area and I'm, I'm assuming that's where he, I haven't talked to him in years, but I'm assuming that's where, yeah. that's where he is. Yeah. yeah he's awesome. Yeah. It's always, it's always fun to see people come together kind of on a common theme yeah. and that's for the cool. university athlete that comes in, like, um, I know you had David Shields on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Dave you know he's he's a guy that I see all the time yeah. at some of those events. And there's so many kind of Broncos who have retained in the area. Yeah. And it's fun to always catch up and hear about their stories, but also be able to connect and network 
um, onto a level with someone that you already have a connection totally, with. Totally, totally. Yeah, I mean, especially with dudes like Dave, like like the company he owns and he's running is so cool. Like, yeah. it's so cool. Yeah, it's yeah. something that like you don't necessarily always think about. And no. you're like, wow, that makes sense. Yeah, makes total sense, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You so bet. so 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 we're we're kind of getting close to time here, man. Tell me tell me what's what's next for Sam McCaskill? Yeah, what happens now? I think more than anything is trying to trying to innovate. Yeah, and in what's going on in commercial real estate right now? Cool. I think that um, you know there, the industry is moving so fast, and that there's so much activity totally. in the market, and so being able to still be able to go back to your blueprint and find the things that brought you the success that it's not just naturally going to come forever people sure. are innovating and the game is changing uh the technology the you know information gathering and different stuff like that yeah. so i think really what's next for me is being able to promote my business and connect with more like-minded people that's cool. one of my goals um really that i'm focusing on this year is being able to um pinpoint the person that i want to work with mm -hmm. and the people that i want to work with because um it it seriously pays to do business with people that you get along with really well. Absolutely. Um, and you kind of all have a common goal. That's what I love working out at TOK at is, you know, I get all the time, you know, a lot of us will co-list a property with mm -hmm. someone where someone has the relationship, but then another person has really, really serious background in that specific product type. Sure. And I get people all the time that they're like, well, why would you pair on something? Because that's decreasing the commission that you make on yeah. the deal. And it's like, that's a bad way to look at it. Yeah, it's that's not, not what it's about. It's not what it's about. It's instead of decreasing the commission that you make on it, you're doubling the opportunity, one, for you and your client to be able to reach the best person who's going to come in and be the buyer, tenant, sure. owner awesome. of that yeah. property. And so um, being able to see that, I love teamwork. And so working with, meeting with different contractors who I know that I pair up really mm -hmm. well with um, to accomplish the main goal, and that's to be able to provide a, a good service to the client. Awesome. And so connecting with the right people, um, growing my marketing and my understanding for the business, and connecting with like-minded, passionate people about whatever it is that they're passionate about. Very cool. That's, that's what's next. Love it, man. So let everybody know if, if, if they're looking for uh, someone in commercial real estate, where, where, how do they find you? How can people find you? Yeah, you can find me on uh, now Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, nice. uh, Instagram at Sam McCaskill, or you can go to our uh, website, TOK Commercial, um, and you can find me in our team. Um, I also link my personal bio with uh, some of my experience in the, in the real estate business, which I'll be promoting a little bit awesome. um, through my media platforms, just showing, um, like we talked about the story behind the story on each yep. uh, deal that I've accomplished kind Love of over it. the last two years. And if you ever have questions on what's going on or need a two cents on uh, a project or something like that, I'm always an open book. I love talking about real estate in this area. Awesome. Sam, great job, man. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for having me. You it got it, buddy. Blast. Talk to you soon, man. All right. There we go. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Christian Radio. If you liked it, please make sure to subscribe, share it on social media, and if you have questions or want to hear about anything specific that I might be able to talk about on the show, hit me up on Twitter at Christian Heiner, K-R-I-S-J-A-N-H-I-N-E-R, and you can find this and more content at ChristianHeiner.com. Thanks.